Hey guys, it is Cheryl and Sarah and we are here in November Adoption Awareness Month to just talk a little bit about the ins and outs of adoption. Yeah, and we do have our littles running around so you might hear a little bit of um, them making some noises throughout the podcast but that's just all part of part of mom life. Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we just wanted to chat with you guys about some common questions that we had before mm-hmm. adoption and that we also receive um, with people knowing that we we've both adopted yeah so I think one of the big ones that we get is kind of you know what what led you to adoption and why did you make the choose to adopt yeah, I think that, that is a that's huge, a huge one, one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean we we like waited a few years to make that de- decision um, we tried to just grow our family the way that everyone grows their family and um after a couple years with that not working we really stopped to think about what our next step was going to be and what all the options were available to us um and adoption for us just just kept coming up like it just you know we would talk about some of the other options and then we just kept coming back to adoption and it was Mm -hmm. just it wasn't even like, you know, some people think like, oh, you're going to adopt and that kid is so lucky or you're going to adopt your, you're saving a kid. That was never it for us. Like yeah. we're, we're not saving anybody and we feel like we're the lucky ones by, by being able to grow our family. Um, but yeah, adoption just, I, I, I guess it was just like a calling. I can't really explain it any other way. It just yeah. kept coming up for us. Yeah. And I think, you know, in a way we're kind of similar, um, when Brad and I first got married, we always knew we wanted to have a family and start that family pretty soon. Um, but, you know, clearly, you know, um, that didn't happen for us the way we had originally planned. I think I had kind of started looking into adoption um, prior to my husband. And I was kind of, you know, doing a bit more research on it um, and was just kind of starting to feel led to go in that direction. And... You know, he wasn't quite there yet, which I totally understood because it's something that you both have to be 100% ready for. And so I kind of kind of just left it at that. And um, probably about a year, a year after um, I had kind of brought it up, he came to me and said, you know what? Yeah, like I feel I'm ready. Um, you know, we want to have our family and I feel this is the best way for us to grow our family. And so we started to do more research and yeah kind of just went from there <laughs> so were you it's, were you like us where you were like googling like how to adopt a baby oh yeah no idea. <laughs> i'm pretty sure i literally typed that into the google search bar yes. how to adopt a baby yes. <laughs> yeah it was tricky like it's i mean it's, it's i mean everyone knows okay how you have a baby but how do you adopt a baby that's one that they don't really talk about no they really don't right and of course when you google it you come up with all sorts of things and it almost yes. leaves you more confused yes because then you have no idea okay who am i even supposed to contact like yeah. how do you even you know go about it <laughs> that is true and that yeah. that i mean i guess that's another like big question that people have is like what are the differences because we adopted through the government um, and you guys adopted private. private yeah. And yeah. like, that's a question I think that we, we didn't even know really the difference. And it wasn't even until mm-hmm. I started really talking to you and we were talking about our journeys that I was like really realizing that it is different. There's such a huge difference between the two. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. definitely. Yeah. 
Like what, like, cause I know, so yeah, you guys went through government. So did you do kind of a bunch of research like to figure out what it was involved for government or did you just contact someone and kind of go from there? We kind of both. Um, like I had reached out to, um, private agencies to see kind of how that worked and get some applications. And then we kind of were thinking that um, we didn't have to necessarily have a baby. Like, we were just kind of happy to grow our family, and we weren't really picky about the age. We were open to, like, zero to ten years of age. Um, so then we were like, okay, well, maybe we'll leave private to people that um, are really, really, like, hoping to have a newborn baby and we'll go with government just because at this point we were like we don't care we just want to grow our family right right however that will be um so then we did reach out to it was really weird like i googled like adoption in alberta and, um, <laughs> and there was some information online and i just like sent an email saying hi like, I want to adopt a baby or I want to adopt a kid. What do I do? What's next? <laughs> and they put me in contact with someone in my area. And, like, it just kind of went pretty quick after that from mm -hmm. there. But um, even even the caseworker that we met with kind of gave us a little bit more information, made sure that we really understood what it was with government. Um, a lot of the children are considered a high needs, right. um, just because of the situations that they've been in, um, being removed from their homes, being removed from their parents, um, some of the traumatic things that they may have experienced leading up to that, and um, yeah, so it was it was really eye opening and it was really interesting to learn about how the system works, but. Um, that's the way that we went. Yeah. We ended up with a newborn baby. Right? <laughs> Which is awesome, right? Yeah. But I know you, yeah, like you said, you, yeah. it wasn't, you know, about for you guys, oh, you know, we need the newborn baby. Yeah. It was just about being able to have, to start that family in whatever way yeah. it was meant to look like. Yeah. 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 And I know, like, with us, um, yeah, I mean, I just literally started kind of Googling and I came up against, you know, a few different um, private agencies in the city, and I emailed them. I did email, um, just because when you go on the government website, I, it just kind of said contact, right? So I contacted right. them just to, you know, inquire some information, and we did get that response. Um, but for Brad and I, it just wasn't quite the response we were looking for. Like, we just kind of felt led that we wanted to go the newborn route. Yeah. And that's what we are feeling. Um, so that's kind of what led us to choose, okay, you know what, maybe we'll do private versus uh government because that way you're kind of more or less guaranteed right to do yes. to get to get newborn so once we decided that um i reached out to several different agencies in the city and kind of like googled reviews i know it sounds kind of odd but literally you go i googled reviews on the, the agencies right because we didn't know anyone else who had been through it yeah. so anyone to kind of know um and yeah, we kind of uh, stumbled upon Adoptions Options, which is Alberta-based. Their head office is in Edmonton, but then they also have a Calgary office. So we are in contact with them, and I just emailed and got information. And first step for us was we had to attend a two-day seminar. So we had to pay for the seminar, attend the seminar, and that kind of gave us a lot of information to let us know if we wanted to, to go ahead and start, start the whole process.
That's exciting. Yeah. (laughs) I know we had to do a couple of different things. Like, we had to take... It's not called a parenting class, but I honestly could never remember what it was called, so I always just called it a parenting class. But it was um, four full days that you went. Four? Oh, my gosh. (laughs) And um, we had to go... We had to go... We don't live, like, in a major city, so we had to go to the closest major city that was offering it. And... um, it goes over everything. So it is open to people that are doing adoption, fostering, or kinship. Um, kinship obviously is, well not obviously, kinship is um, people that are either fostering or adopting a family member. Right. Um, so it was for open to all of those um, situations and it went over everything. They showed us like some acted out um videos of like different situations that foster kids are coming from even because especially with adopting through the government if you're not getting a newborn baby out of the hospital they could have been in some of those situations before they went to foster home before they came to you so for us it was kind of neat because we were like oh well our son or daughter like you kind of learn what they may have gone through before they came to you even just like we talked to some foster parents and stuff like that to see like kind of what happens with them coming into their home and and it was really neat um it was really sad but it was it was really interesting and talking to the other people that were in our class um was also like extremely extremely eye-opening because some of them were going through those situations themselves right um with grandkids and and stuff so it was really cool, but yeah, that was the only um, class or, or anything that we had to take. Okay. Um, with the government, the one thing that is really different and that a lot of people don't know about, at least in Alberta, I can't speak for any other province, um, but everything is free. Right, yes. You don't pay yeah. for anything. Yeah. Um, the government takes care of that. So that, that was one thing that... Um, I think when I was talking to you, you were like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, that is a big difference. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, it's one of those things that, yes, because we did go private, um, it wasn't free, but at the same time, you know, you can't, you can't really look at the money aspect too much, right? No. no. Um, because at the end of the day, you're doing what you feel led to do to have a family. Right. And I think it's, one of the misconceptions with that as well is that people think that you're buying a yes, child. Yes. Um, and what they don't realize is that you're not you're not you're paying not, for a child. No. You're paying for all the things like lawyers, caseworkers, like all of those yeah. people are, have jobs and this is their job to to be that in between person. Exactly. To assist the birth parents with the adoptive parents and um I think that's like the one thing that yeah, like I hear that all the time. Like you're buying a kid. And oh, and you're, you're you'd not. be surprised. We had a lot of people. You know, they say it maybe not in those exact words, but it basically is. Oh, so you're you know you're you're basically buying and ordering a child. Yeah. Right. And yes, they're not meaning it in that way, but but it comes it on, comes across yeah. that way. And you're like, well, no, not really. It's not like a mail order baby. <laughs> <It's>, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's um, illegal, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah. in Canada, yeah. I don't know again about anywhere else, but you cannot, you cannot pay you even like that. The money does not even go to the parents. Like, no, there's no exchange no. of funds there for a child. No. And that I think is a huge misconception too. Right. Um, I know people are like, Oh, so the money that you're paying to the agency is going straight to the birth parent. So basically you're 
they're being paid to give up their child, right? It's like, no, they're actually not getting anything either. Yeah. They're doing this for free. Yeah. They're doing this 100% for free. And let's right? talk about that they're, for a minute. Because yeah. that's, that's like a big, like, it makes me emotional, actually. It, it does, it. yeah. Um, because you think about how badly, like, the two of us wanted to grow our family. Mm-hmm. And the joy and like I'm getting like teary eyed (laughs) um but like the joy and like all the like wonderful feelings that we had getting matched like doing all of that stuff holding your baby for the first time oh my goodness and all of those feelings you have to think the opposite is happening for somebody else the grief the loss like yeah all of that is happening for somebody else and I think a lot of people don't realize the sacrifice that somebody is making and like, I think I've said this to you before, like, it's, it's probably the most mature decision and the hardest decision that a human could ever make in their entire life. Oh, 100%, you know, and and I can't, you know, I can't even begin to imagine, you know, placing myself in their situation, what they're going through, you know, they have made this decision to give up their child for someone else to raise, um, they're birthing this child, and then, basically handing this child over yeah right it is such a it is it's a mature and such a selfless yeah uh, decision right it's exactly yeah yeah and then yeah they're handing them over to you with the hopes that you're going to love them and care for them just as much as they did right they're basically they're entrusting you right 100 percent with yeah that's just yeah mind-blowing to me it it really is right and I think that's something that kind of needs to be talked about more I really do agree because a lot of people just kind of think oh um you know younger teen mom exactly just giving their child up for adoption like oh but no there's exactly there's so much more to them that's so so much more and if you look at it too um that is one of the things that I will say like most people ask like oh so was it a teenager or something like that and if you look at the facts like I'm not gonna go into details about um um my daughter's like story because that's her story to tell when when she wants to if she chooses to exactly i agree yeah but um i will say that if you look at the facts and if you look at statistics most uh, most uh, biological parents are actually in their early to mid 20s and some even into their like mid 30s yeah um, yeah. You know, it's just they're not in a place in their life at the time to raise a child, and that's it. It doesn't really matter how old you are. It doesn't, no. And, you know, when we did um, our, our seminar prior to starting all the paperwork start the process, we had two birth moms that came in and kind of talked to us to share their journey. One um, was, she was younger, she was 16 mm-hmm. when she got pregnant, but the other was 26. Wow. Right? Yeah. So it just goes to show. Yeah. They are yeah, not, absolutely. you know, and and the thing, and you know what, we don't always know there's so many reasons as to why they're making the decision. Yeah. Right? And they don't have so to many you. reasons, and they like, don't have to tell you. No. That's just <laughs> they it. They don't have yeah. to share that with us. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what was, like, one of your biggest fears like going into adoption and then like well okay you know before we talk about that actually (laughs) let's maybe we just like kind of explain how the process works because like we talked a little bit about having to go to our classes um um so yeah like the process like we we talked about going to the classes Mm -hmm. um but 
we didn't really talk about like and then we were like and then you get a baby we didn't really talk about the in between <laughs> right and there's so much in between and it's so different too um you know and i think when i think of um the process for us in between so yeah we had to do the seminar and then from there you start now there's two options we could start filling out the application prior to attending the seminar okay. and then so that once the seminar was done we could um hand it in and that's actually what brad and i did because we knew the seminar wasn't going to change our minds okay. so to kind of jump start the process we had filled out the original application uh we had to get you know your updated police record checks um, a few other different governmental papers and IDs underway. So we had all that ready so that we could hand that in after we had attended um, the, uh, the seminars. And part of that was, and I'm not sure if it was, if it was kind of the same thing for open, but um, they actually asked to like to see like a breakdown of like where you're at financially and like how much you make per year and like what all your finances are. So we've had that in as well, and I know one of the things we're like, oh my goodness, like, is this like a make or break? Like, does this That's determine, right? Yeah, yeah. Does this determine if we technically get accepted or not? Yeah. And when it comes down to it, they that isn't, it's just, they just want to see, right? They're just, yeah. they want to see kind of where you're at, but that isn't what they use to, to determine um, if they're going to accept you or not. So once we handed in all the paperwork, then it was kind of like a waiting game and you're kind of twiddling your fingers like, okay, you know, are we getting the green light? Yeah. Um, and I think it was probably, oh goodness, I want to say like a few, maybe a month, maybe even more before we kind of got the green light. And then from there, it was like, okay, so you've been accepted. Now it was, the big thing was, Kate. Okay, now you need to write up a whole, like, a portfolio. Oh, So yes. for us, yeah, yeah the huge that, portfolio, yeah. and that included basically kind of, I think it was about 10 pages, front and back, um, of more or less kind of photos of sharing our life and who we are and what our family is like. And then we also had to write a dear birth parent letter. And, oh, my goodness, that was probably, that took forever to do yeah I mean you're sitting here and you're like having to write this dear birth parent letter which is basically sharing yourself mm-hmm. um, to someone else in hopes that they will read it and it will click and they'll be like yes these are these are the ones right yeah. that I want to adopt my child yeah so that definitely took a lot of time how Brad and I actually ended up doing it is we wrote the intro together and then for the about me part Brad wrote it oh wow and then for about Brad I wrote it. Yeah, that's smart. Right? So that's how we that's how we did it. Yeah, I found that way. It just kind of worked out. It was well, it's hard to write about yourself. It really is, right? It's so hard to write about yourself. So we're like, let's do it this way. And then, of course, edited and did a bit of tweaking. Well, and we're so critical and of ourselves. But yes. when you ask, like, when you ask about your spouse, like, you can go on and on and on about how amazing hundred percent, hundred percent, right? So that makes right? Sense. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, and like we kind of had to write, you know, about our how we were raised, what was our you know, our life like growing up and then leading into marriage and then leading up to where we are now, right? Mm-hmm. So that was kind of one of the um, kind of last big steps. And then once we handed that in, then we had to wait to be set up with a social worker for the home studies. Yes. Yeah, because then you kind of, you had to do home studies, studies too. So that's one of the similarities. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The home studies. Where you're frantically cleaning your house. Yes. Like, getting a CO2 monitor, like all 
and they don't stuff. care about any of that. No, they, well, the CO2 <laughs> monitor, they did. They're yes, like, oh, yeah. good with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But everything else, like, they're not looking around your house. No, they don't I care. I think they basically check to make sure you have, well, yeah, like your, you know, your smoke detectors uh, and stuff that you should have, right? And it's, that you have a door in your laundry exactly. room. I mean, that was like a big one. <laughs> we were so worried about the home study because our basement wasn't finished, but oh. we're in like a bi-level. So there's no way to close off the basement. Right. That we drywalled our whole basement before the Did you actually? Oh my. Yes. <laughs> Motivation, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and like we had, I don't know how many home studies you had. We had three. Okay. So the first one was um, meeting Brad and I together and just asking us questions. And it's, it is, it's intimidating. They're pretty personal questions. They are very, very personal questions. And yeah. you don't know, like, you're not told what to expect from these no. home studies. So you're going into it completely blind. And you're sitting there, and they're asking some very, like, deep personal questions. Anything. They no. just write it all down. And, and they're sitting like, there with a little answer? notepad. <laughs> <writing it down. laughs> you, you're writing for a long <laughs> right? time this time. Did I, did I give you the wrong answer? <laughs> like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's, true. Yeah. And then for us, the second one... Um, was actually separate. So she met with Brad for an hour and I hung out downstairs and then she met with me for an hour and Brad hung out downstairs and she was asking us the same questions, mm -hmm. the exact same questions and to see how we both responded and basically like, to compare answers, right? To make sure that we're yeah. on the same page. It makes sense. Right? And like, it does make like, sense. How would you discipline your child? Like, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. It makes sense. But I remember prior to that one because she had told us, hey, just so you know, this is gonna, this is what the next one's going to be like. Brad and I are like, oh my goodness. Um, okay, sorry about that. We had to just take a quick break for the littlest, but we're back now. Um, so yeah, I think I was saying, you know, the second, our second home study and how at the end of, at the end of the first one, she had kind of told us that that's how the second one is going to be, that she's going to meet with us individually. And I totally remember Brad and I like, oh my goodness, you know, what is she going to ask? We need to, we need to make sure our answers match up perfectly yes. and all this, right? But I mean, at the end of the day, like it went so smooth. There was real, there's no need to worry. They're not... No. And they're smart. They are. They can and tell when it's scripted. 100%. And you, and you can't really script because you don't know what they're going to ask. Yes, exactly. Um, oh, I do remember that we did have to fill out like some kind of like a checklist. One yes, of the visits. Yeah, did you too? too? Okay, yeah. we had to fill like, out a checklist. Yeah. Yeah, and answer some questions that way. And then, so that went fine. And then the third visit was just kind of... A last meeting, I think she did like a quick walk around the house, again, just to make sure you have smoke detectors and just the basics that anyone living in a house should have, right? Yep. Um, and then once that's done, then you're basically, we're waiting to make sure, okay, we've been approved from the home study. And once we got approved from the home study, then you're officially on the wait list. Yes. So we started the whole process in, um, oh my goodness, when was it now? October... 2004 no October 2013 is when we started the whole process when we decided we wanted to do it um and it was April 2014 okay that then we we're officially on the wait list and um when were you matched so we were matched in May 2019 that's exciting yeah <laughs> yeah um, Ours is like pretty similar, I guess. Like we, so we, once we decided and we like contacted somebody and a caseworker contacted us back, she became our caseworker. Mm -hmm. Um, because usually I know with the government anyway, like the, the children have a caseworker and then the 
hopefuls, <laughs> I guess we'll call ourselves, mm-hmm. um, have a caseworker, you can't have the same caseworker. And then originally, okay. like, once you, you're you matched and you become a family, then you get one caseworker together. Um, usually it's the parent's caseworker becomes both. Okay. So we met with a caseworker, and she actually, um, like, did the application and everything with us. Oh, really? Um, because it is a little bit different. I, I did see the application for one um, private agency, so I don't know if they're all the same, but for that one specifically, I can compare. Um, the differences with um, the government is, like, they don't... They do need to know some financials, but they don't ask at the time of the application. That oh. comes later down the road. Okay. Um, that actually didn't come till our home study. Really? Oh, yeah. wow. Okay. Um, but you do go through this long checklist with the government of different um, needs that you feel your family would be able to, um, I don't want to say like handle, but I guess that kind of is... That kind of is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, different <laughs> um, scenarios. Yeah. yeah. So, like, were you open to um, a child that has autism? Were you open to um, Down syndrome? Like, all the different situations like that. And then um, some things that could happen before um, birth even. Like, you know, maybe their their parents drank during pregnancy or um, used... Um, drugs or something like that during pregnancy so you had to say if you were okay and I mean you don't really know Mm -hmm. like there's no way to know for sure unless the parents have have said but um you know you have to say whether you're going to be okay with that or not and so that checklist was quite long and it took a long time to really go through there were some things that honestly we didn't even know what it meant Mm -hmm. um because they were needs that we just weren't even aware of so uh taking the time really to like explain that I think our first meeting with her was probably like two hours because she wanted to go through everything in detail with us which I truly appreciated see and I think that's so great that she were able to meet with someone to do that because you know for us yes we had the seminars but we still had to go through all those checklists on our own, right? There was no, there wasn't guidance. Yeah. Um, as far as that, right? It was just yeah. kind of like, okay, well, we're going to trust that this is how we're meant to do it and go this way, right? Without yeah. being able to ask. So I think that's awesome was, that you were able to have that guidance really for that. Cool. Yeah. Um, and then she, so we had that meeting and then we waited. We did our classes after that meeting because um, we had to have our police check to do the classes. So we did our police check, um, waited for that to come back, got into the classes. And then um, from there, she came to our house, um, just our caseworker, and just like okay. kind of looked around and um, just kind of got a feel for us, I guess. And, and uh, we went through that whole checklist again. You go through it. Um, I don't know. I want to say like four or five times because they want to just make sure that nothing's changed. There might be things that maybe you said no to the first time that now you want to add or maybe things that you said yes to Um, because sometimes people will just say yes to everything hoping that they will just get matched faster and then realize later on that maybe that was too much for them. Like maybe they said yes to something that um, they wouldn't necessarily be able to accommodate right like the whole goal is to have for you to be the best family for that child exactly Um, not for them to be the best child for you no (laughs) so um 
And did you have the option, um, like I know for us, if we ever decided, okay, we wanted to kind of tweak our checklist. I hate that term. Yeah. I know. I really don't like that term, but more or less application. Like, yeah, the checklist. Yeah. You know, like we had the option if we wanted, if we decided, oh, we wanted to change a few things, um, we had, we could. We were allowed to, like, were you allowed to do that or was yeah. it basically, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they would ask us to look at it every time that we would meet with the caseworker. They would ask us again to look at it and they, they always kept the original, but they would always photocopy one for us. Mm. And then we would initial, um, like if we agreed with it or if we made changes or like anything, you'd always initial off on things. Right. Um, so we started the process in March of 2018. Uh, our first, we, we had two meetings with the home study lady. I don't know what her title is. So, well, yeah, cause they're so, for us, they are social workers. Yeah. Yeah. So probably so, kind of, I guess. Yeah, yeah probably. Yeah. yeah. So we had, um. We had two meetings with her only because uh, we talked so much that she ran out of time the oh first my. time. So she had to come back. Um, so we did that in July. And then once she put everything together, she sent us her whole report for, for us to read over. And just make sure that there wasn't anything that we needed to change. Um, so she sent us a report for us to read over and approve that, you know, she got it correctly, like there wasn't a problem with mm -hmm. maybe the timeline or something like that. Um, and then you make the changes and send it back. Um, I want to say that that probably happened in like September and then I remember on Halloween 2018 she came to our house before the trick-or-treaters started and um, just had us sign off on like the full report. Like she'd made all the changes and everything and she just needed our approval that we agreed with everything that was there. Oh, okay. So we did that and then we didn't hear anything yeah. for like a long time. It seemed like a really long time. Like honestly, it probably felt like years. It wasn't. Um, but we didn't hear anything and I remember like in the new year reaching out to the caseworker uh, and she was like, yeah, like, you're you're just waiting for a match. Like, you just, as hard as it is, you just have to be patient now. And she, you know, always told us, like, if you need anything, like, I'm here. Even if you just want to meet just to talk about it or anything, I'm here. Um, which I appreciated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we didn't, but I appreciated it. And um, from there, I, I remember, um, like, very honestly, I remember saying to Kevin, like, it's coming up to a year. This was like probably in July. So it was like a year from when we had our home study. Okay. But there's a difference. Like the day you have your home study is not the day that you're approved. No, it's not. So no. we weren't approved at that point, but it had been a year since we met with them and sat down with them. And I said, we haven't heard anything. And I don't know, like every two years you have to do your home study again, um, just to update things. And I said, I don't know if I have it in me to have to update it and to keep waiting. It's like, hard. I just, it is hard. I just don't know. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not like a little spring chicken. Um, I just don't know how much I can keep doing it. Like, I was like, you know, maybe, maybe our calling was wrong. Like, maybe we read that wrong. Maybe our calling was actually that we're just supposed to be dog parents and travel. Yeah. And um, a couple days later, we got a phone call <laughs> saying that there was a birth mom that wanted to meet us. And, um... But I was like, okay, patience. That, right? Yeah. That was the last You're being told. Yeah, you have patience. Yeah. So, um, 
we basically were matched just after that meeting. Um, and then because she wasn't born, we were waiting. So we, everything happened very quickly compared to a lot of families. So it started March 2018 and we had her in our arms November 2019. Which is like so different than from us. I mean, yeah, yeah you got to think like we were on the wait list for five years. Yeah. We were entering our sixth year. Yeah. Right. When we got and every the call. two years, you have to. Every do. year. So every, every year, year, yeah, every year, uh, we would have to go um, to the agency, and we'd have to do an annual update, and they would just ask us, you know, if there's any questions, and they would update kind of our portfolio, and then of course we'd get a copy. You have to agree that it's fine. Yeah. You know, you have that certain amount of time that you have to make changes if you need be, but the rest of the time it's waiting. Yeah. Now, I mean, the one thing that I did love about adoption options is they give you the option of classes they have so many different classes they offer whether it's for uh the birth parents or waiting couples or even for parents who just adopted you have the option to attend all these classes to get to meet others that are going through the same thing you are whether again again you're on the waiting list or you are a new mom which right? is nice because you do feel very alone you do yeah yeah you do right and i mean and people are like, oh, have you got the call yet? It's like, well, you know, no, nope, still, still waiting. And like, you know, how many people do you really want to tell? Like, we announced when our, our um, home study was finalized, we like announced that we were going to adopt. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, was that a mistake though? Like, if, I mean, you want people to know your journey, right? Like, you do. You're pregnant for nine months if you have a baby that way. And yeah. you tell people, I mean, a lot of people tell people right away. And you get to experience that nine months with people. So we kind of wanted to be able to experience it all with people. Yeah. And bring awareness to it. Because I don't know about you, but I was getting really tired of people asking me when I was going to have a baby. Oh, 100%. No, I agree. Like we didn't, um, we didn't share right away. We, I mean, we shared with our immediate family and, you know, relatives and a very few close friends, but we didn't really announce it till I think we might've even almost been like a year later Yeah. that we actually announced it. And I think for us, it was just almost kind of getting past that first, that first year, right. Of us just kind of working through that process and dealing with it all and being like, okay, you know what, now we've been on the waiting list for a year, yeah. now I feel comfortable that we can kind of announce that. Um, I think one of the biggest hesitations I had about announcing is because, again, don't know how long the list is going to yeah. be, right? And that was the biggest thing, so we announced, but then we were on the list for another four years after that. Well, and it's hard too it's, because you're like... I don't want to go away because I could get the call. And, yeah. Um, I know we were like, for the first bit, we were like, no, we're not going to go on vacation. We're just going to like, you know, stay close to home, maybe go like a little bit to go camping or something, but not really go anywhere. And then I was like, you know what? Forget it. It's not happening as fast as I wanted. Let's book a cruise. And we booked a cruise. <laughs> oh, I remember <laughs> that. I totally remember that. You and then cruise. we got the phone call. <laughs> And then we called and canceled the cruise, and I was like, oh, man, we should have just booked this, like, a year ago. I remember you messaged me, and you're like, do I, what do I do? Do I still go on yeah. cruise? What do like, I do? Yeah. And, I mean, that kind of, you don't know, because even still, like, yes, you're matched, but you bring that baby home, and, 
I mean, with newborns anyway, this is the way it works. With government, it doesn't typically work that way if the child is already in government care. But our case was like one in a million. It was not the way that it normally works. Um, So when it came to her being born, it was more just like any private adoption where the birth parents in Alberta, I can't speak for other provinces, but they have 10 days um, from the time that they sign away their parental rights. Yeah. To um, to change their the revocation period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so that's really hard. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, and that came back to the cruise. Like, do I cancel the cruise? And then maybe they change their mind, and it would be really nice to have that cruise to just get away, and you know, just spend time with my husband, not not with everybody yeah. kind of grieving our loss. Yeah. Or do we just have really strong faith? cancel the cruise and know that everything's going to work out. Exactly. And that's what we did. Yeah. But those 10 days, like, man, I kept my curtains closed. I didn't, like, let anybody see her. I took a million pictures that I didn't know if I was ever going to be able to share. See, and we actually ended up being the opposite. Like, I remember when we first started the process, that was kind of how we felt. Where, like, those first 10 days, like, we were like, no one's going to see. We were even contemplating, like, no, even, like, our parents, no one, right? For those 10 days. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, when once we kind of knew, once we knew um, who her, you know, uh, a bio mom was and stuff, we just, we had such a change of heart on that. Such a change of heart. We're like, no, like, we have such strong faith. Like, we know everything's going to be just fine. Um, and we... We shared her with the world, like, right away. We were at our family cabin when she was three and a half days old. I know, that's so awesome. <laughs> right? It was, you know, I mean, sure, was there still that little bit of worry in the back of our heads? A hundred percent. I think A hundred percent. I don't think, I don't think it'd be possible to not have that little bit yeah. of a worry, right? Yeah, for sure. In your head, yeah. But, no, we just, we just kind of had faith and just kept trusting God, and we're like, you know what, you got this, and... And we, you we know, knew it's... pretty strongly that there was not going to be any change. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was just easier for us to be able to stay home and not do anything because we don't have family here. Right. All of our family lives in another province. Um, so we, I mean, we traveled with her when she was a month old. We flew there to go see them all and to mm-hmm. introduce her. But, but it was kind of easy just to stick home. And it was kind of nice, too, just to have that time, like, I mean, she was born in November, so it was cold. It was cold. You didn't really want to leave your house anyway, <laughs> you right? You didn't really want to go anywhere. <laughs> so um, it, it was easy to just kind of stay home and, like, snuggle and not not really have to do anything. But definitely it was, it was scary. Yeah. Like, I guess kind of going back on that, like, I know a lot of people like, oh, like, yeah, like, what were some of your, like, what were some of your biggest fears? Um... I think about every like about the adoption in general, the whole process, about like after like what was not being approved. Yeah, that was my biggest fear, not yeah. being approved. Um, and then I went straight into maybe they won't think we make enough. Maybe they'll think we're too old. Um, and for the record, I'm only thirty seven, so <laughs> you're I'm not old. Not, not old. Not old. No, not old. <laughs> but like that was just like a fear. Like I'm not in my twenties. Yeah. Um, and then maybe. Maybe the parents will change their mind. Yeah. Those were, like, my biggest fears the whole time. And I think those are re- such realistic fears. Yeah. You know, um, especially, yeah, do we not make enough money, right? Are we not going to be approved because we're not financially as equipped as they would like us to be? Or I think for us, yeah, the biggest one is was um, 
are we going to be matched? And then they're going to change their mind. Yeah. Um, even, I think, I think even still a big fear was even after, you know, she's born, kind of that initial, like, it's a good change of heart. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure. You know, like, you, you in, in your heart, you know there isn't going to be. Yeah. But you still do have that fear. Yeah, absolutely. You know, of, are things going to change? Yeah. Right? Well, and, like, it's, what is life going to be like? Yeah. You know, like... We set up her room, we got everything ready, yeah. and then I was like, oh my goodness, yeah. like, but you have to have faith. That's just that's it, you do, you have yeah. to trust and you have to have faith, right? Yeah. And I think that's just such a huge, a huge part of it, and a, a huge part of the journey. Yeah. Um, I mean, of course, you know, there was times in the journey where I had anything but faith, right? Yeah. You know, especially because it was taking so long. I'm like, we're never going to get a chosen... Um, we're going to be on this list forever. Yeah. Do I want to keep renewing it? Yeah, that you was know, a hard thing That was me. a hard one. Yeah, like I remember when I hit that year four, I think. Once we hit year four, that was hard. Especially I was like, it's been two more years. Every year. Yeah. Like I didn't yeah. know because for us it was every two. So thankfully we never had to do it again. But yeah, that's hard because they yeah. ask a lot of questions and then... Like, you wonder, okay, and as, as worried as you were about the first home study, you're worried about the second one. Like, are they going to ask harder questions? Are they going to, you know, you have no idea. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah it, it was hard, but, I mean, I could talk about this all day long. I know, right? <laughs> we could do, like, yeah, we could just keep going on and on and on. Well, I mean, if you guys but. are listening and you have questions, like... Tell us your questions, like yeah, what well, yeah, we'll share. We'll, yeah, we'll share this, and we'll kind of I don't know maybe post um post a link or some way that you guys can send us your questions. Yeah, and we'd love to even do another podcast and just to be able to answer some of your questions because I, you know, we 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 just touched the very basics. Yeah, honestly, have just touched like the very. And the very basics, right? Um, very near and dear to our hearts. It is, so. right? And I mean, these two old girls are these girls are our life. Yep. Okay. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, what do you think? Are we should we end it at this one? And yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I could go on forever. Yeah. Um, I I don't want to do that for for everybody yeah. listening. No. But definitely, if anyone has questions or wants us to maybe go into more detail about certain aspects, yeah. um, we will definitely decide if if that is something that we can do for you and we'd love to share more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's definitely, you know, information on even um, going into detail about even private versus, versus yes. open, right? Yeah. That is a huge topic that I think would be great to... Yeah, people don't understand what yeah, open Yeah, exactly. Is. Yeah. A great um, topic to go into, but that in itself is such a big topic. That's like a... That could be like a whole... That could be a whole... <laughs> a whole, whole thing. A whole episode on its own. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys all listening, and uh, we hope to hear some feedback from you guys, and hopefully we can uh, do this again soon. Thanks so much all for right. joining us. Bye.